Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PNE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we're talking about PNE's friendlies, the return of Daniel Everson, and we look ahead to the start of the season. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals and with me, as as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, I nearly messed up the intro. It shows how long it's been since we've been here, but we're finally back in the office, finally getting to the office, which is kind of what stops us recording, isn't it? Yeah, you need a pre-season, Tom. I know, yeah. If you can't even do an intro, that's pretty <laughs> shoddy, that, isn't it? So You need you need minutes, mate. Yeah, get minutes. minutes under the belt. Yeah, that's the buzzword now. Yeah. It used to be match fitness, now it's minutes. Yeah, get minutes under the belt. Minutes. Also, uh, I can't wait now this season is going to be a bit more normal that we will hopefully stop hearing the words thick and fast because that's like all it was like well you know the games come thick and fast everything's thick and fast at the moment and games do come thick and fast they do do. i don't don't know any other way that they come to be honest that's all you hear apart from international breaks well yeah then we're bored yeah and then it's and then it's well we don't want to we don't want to lose going into international break and all yeah that's all that matters yeah you can lose any other time of the season just not before an international break Got you. Got to win the games when they're thick and fast. And yeah, into an international breaks. Yeah, so. yeah. Good, good for the legs, though, isn't it? Good for the legs. Minutes. Yeah, minutes. Um, but yeah, finally back. Uh, there's been a few things going on. You know, like a pre-season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, North End. Do you know? To be honest, a little uninspiring in pre-season. Yeah, you'd say that, wouldn't you? It's been a, it's been a strange old one. It's, it's the first full pre-season of the covid era if you mm. think of last year it were three weeks between wasn't it something that it was such a late finish to last you know the 1920 season and the start to last season there was only a few weeks and pre-season basically bubbled down into sort of one week of fitness and a couple of practice games didn't yeah. it but this is the first sort of normal six week build up and uh, we had the bamber bridge game rained off and moved <laughs> behind closed yeah. doors I felt so sorry yeah. for the people working on the pitch. Yeah, it was just like it was like a monsoon, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. In, you know, in early they June, tried so hard like, and yeah. never got there, did they? But so that was moved to Exton. Then you had the two games in Scotland: St. Johnson away and Celtic, mm. which Nicholas Surgeon stood on Hadrian's wall and <laughs> says, "None of you horrible Preston no North people, Enders. <laughs> no no horrible Preston people are allowed up into our beautiful country." So, so that put the kibosh on that one, but. The, the Celtic game will have been the highlight of pre-season. Mm. 1-0 win at uh, Celtic, Celtic Park, Park, albeit in front of 2,000 fans in a 60,000-seat stadium, which, to say was cautious, is beyond belief, mm. really. You know, we've had this pandemic, you know, it's not a laughing matter, but when it comes to easing back, I think that was too eased, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, but Cel- uh, Celtic winning at Celtic... North End deserved it, you know, and that that to, for me was the highlight. Mm. I, I was fortunate enough to be, you know, to be able to go and cover the game, and you know, it was a good occasion. And North End did look good in that game. Then they came back, played Leyland, played Bolton at Leyland, the new, neutral territory. Yeah, oh, no, which, it's, it's a PNA home game. Just yeah. asking Everett. Oh, Ian Everett, yeah, for you know, he, he, you know, the way you were talking, he sort of breached Deepdale, yeah. hadn't he? Yeah, but I don't think there's too much love lost between him. Nice and to see End, that he's so. moved on from it. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the old phrase on Twitter? Living rent free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, yeah, they, pl- they played a sort of what you might call a second string side to start with that night. Mm. We'll come on to that in a minute, actually. And you know, they were pretty uninspiring that night. They weren't great at Accrington either. Mm. One all draw there with a stronger side as well. And then Man City, I thought, got a little bit of undue criticism. Yeah, 
the they played a Man City side which was quite strong in the first mm. half. You know, smattering four or five regular first teamers in there, or at least first team squad players, and then it was all kids in the second half. Now, Man City's kids aren't bad, are they? You know, yeah. When, when I was fortunate enough to go again, you see the training complex mm. I've got there. Now, if the training complex and the facilities are matching the players are producing and the wide draw they've got. They were on loan in the Football League. It's not yeah. like they were all playing under 23s. There were a handful that had been in League One yeah. and things like that. So they weren't a million miles away from North End's no. level. The problem was with North End was chances on target. Yeah. And there weren't any. And that is a problem which we'll talk about, no doubt, yep. until it's solved. Yeah. You know, so that, that was an issue there. But I didn't think... Aspects of the North End display were as poor as some fans were making out in that one. Mm. Um, albeit, as I say, they looked blunt at the top end of the pitch. Yeah. Um, and then we had this absolute... When they went to Wigan Friday night, which yep. I thought was a really entertaining game, but again, they got beat. And mm. it was more the second string who mm -hmm. was playing the second 11, if you, all, if with, you like. With Man United coming up on the Saturday, yeah, initially. And, yeah, <laughs> and uh, only for Man United to drop him in the mire and yeah. um, pull out late on. Um, we can talk about the merits of that one. I think, mm. I think United were a little bit quick off the mark to pull the plug on that one yeah. rather than, wait, you know, they got the positive lateral flow test, but didn't wait until the PCR ones mm. to... To announce, yeah, do the proper they test. Coming. No COVID. Yeah, and they could have played, you know, yep. like, um, you know, which yeah, I think has left a bitter taste in the mouth. Yes. So North End went behind closed doors against a team we're not allowed to mention. <laughs> it's an absolutely ridiculous scenario. Um, because they were beaten five nil. Yeah. Well, North, North, <laughs> North End won five nil against yeah. a a other team. Yes. Which, um, you know, probably not too many miles. Wonder, I wonder here. if the other team is a member of the Trialist family who do prefer to go rather yeah. nameless. Maybe they had a couple in. I don't know, <laughs> but um, you know, rather than go, to, you know, press weren't allowed in. I went to yeah. Beaconfell for a walk that afternoon with the family. It was, yeah. it was a Saturday afternoon off, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I do know the club that they did play. They've been they're a bit secret squirrel about these games. Mm. You know, I noticed a few of them, without saying who they are, <laughs> have been behind closed doors. Yeah. Well, you know, so um, both home sure. and away. So. It would. I feel like a lot of games last season were behind closed doors, even though there wasn't necessary for COVID reasons then either. Because fans weren't in anyway. Yeah, no. and it all seemed a bit hush hush. Last yeah. summer, for some reason, I, could I don't know why. I, I suppose last summer it was like a very short pre-season, and it was all, it was all a bit rushed, organised. Mm. But this one, you know, it's it's been a full pre-season. Mm. Fans are being allowed back in. Yet I've noticed around the country, you know, you've had games called off at short notice with COVID, or you've had. You've tended to have quite a lot of games behind closed doors, or a lot played at like neutral venues. I noticed Leeds played Real Betis, was it? At yeah. Loughborough University. Yeah, they've, I noticed they've had a few there. I yeah, think. I noticed Morecambe played Barnsley down at Loughborough as well. And mm. all, but you know, you, you're reading more and more on you know on social media. This game will be available to be streamed. Won't be. Mm. You know, it was all. Oh, I don't know. It's all. Yeah, as you say, it's a bit hush-hush and a bit. A lot of team one or two teams especially in the Premier League have now started to play each other yeah. in the pre-season now that was unheard of you never showed your cards yeah. 
You never never play someone in your own division. Division very rarely. Yeah. No, but that started a little bit more. It got it got more common abroad yeah. when it was early on in the in the preseason, and it was just nothing to do. It was literally just a PR exercise yeah. just to get a bit of cash. But mm-hmm. now, fairly close to the season, we're seeing people in this country playing each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they've gone abroad to do it no. in front of foreign fans to get you know merchandise. They're doing it in this country against teams in their own division, yeah. which is just odd. I mean, I suppose you have to if you want a, a tough test and you're in the top division. Yeah. You got to play the top division sides, but mm-hmm. it's just a, a funny situation. Yeah. Tra- travel's obviously been affected. I don't know Everton, Everton went to the states, haven't they? Yeah. They've been to the states, but other than that, mm. most teams have stayed close. Liverpool, so, Liverpool, are in Liverpool Austria. Have, they've for a whole like month. They've gone for a month mm. to Austria. They must be bored silly by mm. then. I know <laughs> they've changed um, venues, mm. training venues, two or three times to like. Right. Right, okay. break it up but the idea is that Liverpool they keep the bubble together mm. they're not going here there and everywhere when you know they don't need to go to another country and isolate there's that video of uh, Ben Davies getting a hug off Jurgen Klopp when he was making his first appearance in a, a Liverpool shirt yeah, weren't they? Yeah, which so, was nice yeah so uh, yeah that was nice for him the half hour game they played yeah, Charlie, yeah. yeah. But, but that's pre-season it's just been a, a strange old pre-season mm. worked out with no offence only three games could be attended live in the end it mm. was um the Bolton one at Neutral Leyland. Yeah. Yeah. Not Preston's home game either. No. Habit, no. Accrington away. Yes. And then um, Wigan away. You know, mm. like, and Wigan always was with the plan to play United the day after. It, Wigan was always going to be like a sort of, side event sort yeah, of thing, wasn't yeah. it? It was, yeah. In the end, I thought on a, on a 90 minute game, I thought that the Wigan game was the most entertaining mm. of anything. You know, mm. like, I know they lost, but. It was a good open game. I quite enjoyed watching it, apart from the result. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't, I don't take a lot from preseason. I, I, I like you look at the performances and you can comment on them and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think these performances are necessarily going to be a representation of what the season will start like. They may well carry it on, and that you know that can happen. But I don't. I'm not going into the first game at all thinking, well, they've done this in preseason, so they'll probably do that. Mm, yeah. it, it's one of those where there has been a bit of muddling around with mm-hmm. the team of, of seeing what's what. You know, uh, we're recording on uh, Wednesday at half twelve, where Daniel Leverson has just signed. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another big boost. Yeah. Things like that. I think there's still bits and pieces to work on. Mm-hmm. It, it's more time for say Alan Brown to get fit, mm-hmm. Daniel Johnson to get back into the squad, all those sorts of things. So I don't take too much from preseason, but as I said before. Just a bit uninspiring. Yeah. I think I think people could really have got carried away with football this summer and especially this preseason. But it's just kind of been a little stop start from P and E. Not something you can really yeah. get carried away. You with. look at a lot of teams are pretty similar. Players protect themselves from injuries. Yeah. You don't dive in hundred percent. It'd be a total different intensity. You know, you, like you C. try and raise Lewis it. Lee. Yeah, yeah. So that was a cracking tackle. That and Ryan Ledson, Atkinson. Yeah, yeah. So, but. <laughs> Otherwise, you do. I think in preseason you play within yourself seventy five percent, probably at most. You know, like um, Alan Brown's coming back from a, yeah. a, a fairly sizable injury. You're training, you know I mean? Yeah, your training is probably where they're picking up the intensity side of it. Mm. Um, but no, preseason it's a hard one to read. You know, like I've seen other clubs have gone to places and oh, they've got beat. That was a bit of a surprise, but yeah. you know, it, it, it happens, doesn't it? Um, I think what's become what's become clear. Frankie McAvoy didn't experiment too much. He did. Yeah. He did the four at the back at Wigan, but 
But in the main, it was 3-5-2 all the way. And when you break it down into who played in what friendlies, I think in four games, he played the three main centre-halves of Jordan Story, Liam Lindsay and Andrew, Andrew Hughes, Hughes, which yeah. how they finished last season. And I think it's an indicator that will how they will start this yep. season. Patrick Bauer, the reason back after seven months out with his Achilles tendon injury. Mm. Seth Vandenberg, they've played as centre-halves during the games and they played Josh Earl there as well when they've had a three at the back. But I think those three centre-halves will start. I think he likes the balance. Yeah, he the does. Yeah. I think if Sepp Vandenberg's going to play, I think they might play him right wing-back to start with. Mm-hmm. Matthew Olasondo's getting towards fitness, but he's not played any minutes apart from yeah. 45 at St. Johnson, which was like three weeks ago. Yeah, So he's probably not going to be ready for the start of the season. He could play Don Barkhazen down on the right wing-back position, but he could be an option for up front. Yeah. So I think they could fit Vandenberg in there. Greg Cunningham's been playing a lot at left wing-back. So I, th- I think the, the back three, back stroke, back five picks itself. Yeah. Ledson and Whiteman as a sort of, not sitters, but you know, the two first part of the midfield seem pretty set there so it's, together. It's kind of a 3-4-1-2, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And then who you play in the one, you know, I think I it's the number Potts 10. at the moment. It's Potts has been in at the moment, but they've got DJ back now who's yeah. done his pre-season with Jamaica in yeah. the Gold Cup. It's not a bad pre-season to have that yeah, one in yeah. Orlando. Pretty intense as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's throwing, isn't it? It's not Bamba Bridge away, is it? No. It's like, um, you know, it's quite... Competitive. Sort of, yeah, yeah, competitive right from the word start. And then you've got Alan Brown coming back now. Yeah. Uh, with well, he's had forty-five and a thirty, and then a sixty yeah. into it. Is it quite enough? I don't know. At Wigan, he was actually playing quite deep, mm. but I think that was just needs bust of who else was in the midfield with him. But he's obviously an option for that um, sort of attacking midfield role. Yeah. And then who plays in front of him? It looks to me Chad Evans is like nailed on starter. Mm-hmm. And then it's who they pick alongside him. Will it be Barkays? And I think the Barkays and one could work. Uh, uh, or Reese. He likes. Reece, I think he yeah. quite likes Reese and Maguire yeah. at the moment, though. Yeah, but I, to me, Maguire's not looked like he's capable of got a goal in him this mm. preseason. Mm. He's worked hard, but I'd, I'd be leaning more towards Barkays and Reese. I've got mm. to be honest. Sinclair, I thought had his best game in preseason on the wing in a four-three-three at Wigan rather than up front. Mm. So. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think, and we'll come on to the the predictions and the starting eleven and all that sort of stuff a little later. But I think one point which we were going to mention as well is that this is probably the most obvious of a first and second eleven yeah. throughout preseason as as we've seen for some time. And yeah. it, it it almost I think he kind of laid down a gauntlet to the rest of the squad. Frankie McAvoy, he said, "Look, you know, this is how we finished last season. This is what's worked. We're going to carry on from that." get yourself into this 11 yeah. and he's kind of given them the opportunity I mean it's almost been theirs to lose that this is the team he's put them in there and then those in that come on in for the half an hour or start the hour next time or whatever have the opportunity to, to take a claim Who, yeah. if you play well enough yeah you'll you could well come into the team no one's place is 100% set mm-hmm. but this is kind of what we're thinking this is what we're going with and uh, I went to speak to Chad Evans at the training ground and had a brief chat with Frankie just because he's a genuinely nice guy and saw me was just came over for a quick chat and I kind of mentioned that about we was just after Bolton and saying like you know wasn't so great towards the end he said well you know they've got to bridge that gap they've got to push to get into that first team and he almost he's almost admitted in other times in post-match interviews and things like that that he does kind of have his first 11 and Mm -hmm. it's down to them 
to to get in there. And unfortunately, in the main, I don't think players have done enough to to no. break into that eleven. I think he said that himself. There's no mm. one really. Sometimes in preseason, you get a player who absolutely come come back and he's a he's a revelation, totally mm. different character. But there's no one really really jumped out. You've had you've had the young lads who have had a chance. I think Lewis Lee's come out of nowhere really yeah. and like pushed for it. He looks not, very good. Not saying pushing for a, a first team start, but I think he's certainly. Um, pushing for um, a place within the sort of the, the, the squad, you know, mm. in and around that Definitely. squad. It's seventeen squad number as well is yeah. a little telling. Yeah, exactly. He's in, he, you know, he, he's in the mix. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's going to start against Hull no, or whatever, but, but he put himself in there. He's not like number seventy eight, no. like City have. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like he's not, he's yeah. not completely out of there. He's, he's. I mean, North End aren't really like that. They, no. they generally go between like thirty anyway. But mm. it shows that he's well thought of as a first team player even yeah. though he's just 17 not that he's going to start or necessarily even be on the bench but he's in that group yeah he won't be at springies for example no he won't be he'll be he'll be with the first team group and he's one who sort of jumped up the pecking mm. order but others haven't really sort of they've done well they've done okay in pre-season i'm sure mm. you know they've trained well and yeah. they've done okay but no one's absolutely lit the two blue touch paper and thought right i'm i'm in you know yeah. so yeah and like for example Right now, who do you take, Lewis Lee or Tom Bayliss to start? Different kind of midfielders, though, aren't they? But Lee at the moment, mm. Lee Lewis Lee, has you know after you know along with Ledson and Whiteman, have probably had more minutes than anyone mm. in that midfield. You know, I think know, Lewis Lee's probably two, more yeah. the Ledson type and Bayliss mm. more the Whiteman type. Yeah. Probably a, a little less. Combative. Yeah. But Alan Brown. Like I, I, I spoke to Alan Brown after the Wigan game, and he, he, he did say that Lewis Lee reminded him of Ledo, and he had yeah. a big smile on his face when he said that. Yeah. So I think it um, reminded him of he can well, snap into a tackle. When I was at when I was at Exton, and for the Evans interview, Lewis Lee came in and was asking for. He said, um, "Oh my, my tackle wasn't on the highlights. <laughs> it's like well, it's on the full replay. It's like." Right, okay, I'll go and have a look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he clearly clearly enjoys the tackle. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I so, suppose if you put put a tackle in like that, you'll want to watch it back, you'll want to yeah. see. I think, I, I don't think the tackle was too bad. I think it was the follow-through of it. Yeah. It was like the, uh, the nasty um, part would have got Probably himself. wasn't a foul 10, 15 years no, ago. If it was in the Euros, it would have got him a red card. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could yeah. could have done in a league game, actually. Although when you see what Harry Wilson got sent off for in the yeah. Euros, yeah. <laughs> there's a yeah. few stingers in there. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, but as you say, you know, you, you could compare, say, say Bale. Uh, I don't think Tom Bayless has done a great deal mm. to justify starting. That's nothing against him, you know. No, we're not just digging him out. <laughs> no, we're not digging him out, you know. It, I don't think a lot yeah. of players, Josh Harrop or no. people like that, Josh Earl, who had something to prove coming back, I don't think they've necessarily... No. Lit, lit the place no. up or anything like no. that you know it's done okay but you know is it enough to mm. get him past you know who who's in possession of the shirt and probably know at the moment that's it and we we mentioned it a lot on the podcast since we started that when people say oh i'd start him you will who ahead of yeah and at the moment it's difficult to dislodge probably seven or eight players in that team yeah, yeah. um so <laughs> You know, and and like as we say in preseason, they just haven't done enough. You've you've got you've not got to just do as good as the person currently in the shirt. You've mm-hmm. got to do better to yeah. prove that you know they should take them out. Because otherwise, why why bother taking them out? Yeah, a few might get a chance against Mansfield in the Carabao Cup next yeah. week, but I'd like to see him do well in a cup conference. Have, have a run, you know, mm-hmm. like um, people aren't predicting 
North End to pull up any trees in the in the championship this season yeah. in terms of challenging. Up, up I've seen promotion. a few predicting for relegation. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I think they're at the moment. I think they're mid table. I mm. think what they were last season really. Yeah, but agree. if if they're not going to be, you know, there's not going to be a concerted challenge towards a, uh, you know, the top six. Why not have a go at a good run yeah. in the cup? Get know, a few like, decent games yeah, and yeah. get go play someone you don't normally play and yeah. things like that. Give it a go. Yeah, I agree. The next selection dilemma. Mm-hmm. Who starts in goal? Goal, yeah. Danny Leverson resigned Wednesday morning. Yes. Um, Season like long loan back. from Leicester City. Yeah. He was always going to come back. Yeah. The North End and Leicester had agreed this pretty much right at the end of last season. And it was a case. He always said there was no hiding the fact that, look, you can have him back. Mm. But we got two goalkeepers away on international duty at the Euros, Castro's Michael and Danny Ward. Yep. Got to wait till they finish the tournament, wait till they've had the holidays and then start pre-season. Yeah. And that's exactly how it's worked out. I know there was a little bit of anxiety or oh, what's happened to Everson, but he was never going to come back on the 1st of July. Mm-hmm. I f- I f- uh, from what I heard, I think initial plan was hopefully they would have got him in for the Man City game last week mm-hmm. or even the Man United game, had they been able to play that instead of hush-hush Rangers whoever they played. Um... <laughs> As That's he, not to say they played Rangers, by no, the way. No, they didn't play. I can, can categorically <laughs> say they did not play a team with Rangers in the title. Hush, hush. Yeah. Leave, leave it, hush, hush. Yeah. But anyway, it's got a few days later, but Everson's here now. Two more training sessions, Thursday and Friday, before yeah. Saturday's game. He's had two pre-season friendlies. I think he played 45 minutes in each. Mm. He was an unused sub at QPR that... Um, Leicester played last Saturday. He just he was sat on the bench with that. So he's done pre-season all through July. The big question is now, with two forty-five minutes under his belt, is he is he sharp enough to start on Saturday? Is it harsh on Rudd, Declan Rudd, to who's had the bigger games out of pre-season? Is it is it harsh on him just to leave him out, or do you give it a game or two? Or I know we were having a chat beforehand. Is it a bit hard to sort of start with Rudd? And then say, well, we've got to pounce on your first mistake, mm. and Everson goes in then. So that's it. I mean, I've said it for a while, and and a couple of people have sort of disagreed and said, and 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 I think you're almost in that camp where you say, well, if it's an improvement, it's an improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just feel it's so harsh on Rudd. He just doesn't deserve to lose his place mm-hmm. because he's not done anything wrong and he's been brilliant. That's not to say I don't want to see Everson start because he probably is the better goalkeeper, yeah. mm. but. It's such a difficult situation. Now, Rudd's had the whole of pre-season. Yeah. Is it his shirt to lose? I don't know. Does pre-season count for that? Because he wasn't mm. in for the last six months of last season. It was yeah. like Everson was there. Yeah. You know, Rudd's played, what, 45 minutes against Bamber Bridge, 90 at Celtic, mm-hmm. 90 at Accrington, and 90 in the behind-closed-doors game, which we don't talk about. <laughs> um for fear of upsetting people <laughs> from, from a certain club who can't be named. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so yeah. So he, so, so he's had, he's had sort of, you know, three big nineties there in a mm. 45, you know, Matthew Hudson's had two nineties, I think. And, mm. uh, Ripley's had, a, Connor game Ripley's had a game two and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They had a 45 at Leyland. And then yeah. he, he played the whole of the city game. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, it ain't going to be Conor Ripley starting. No. It ain't going to be Matthew Hudson starting. I no. do think with the expectation with how Everson did last season and with the money expense bringing him back, I'm not mm. saying 
Um, he's costing anything in terms of a fee, a loan fee or anything, but his wages are going to be pretty good. Yep. You know, uh, Leicester. And we'll be Having just signed a new five-year new deal. deal. Yeah, yeah, a bit ago, yeah. But he's going to be on decent money, isn't he? And mm. So uh, I presume North End will be making a sizable contribution to that. And I, I can just see him starting. The only thing I can see holding, if there's a question for Frankie McAvoy and Mike Pollock, the goalkeeping coach, is how sharp he is mm-hmm. with only having played Two forty-five minute friendly. Was he not in a little bit from the cold in January though? He was, yeah. And that yeah. didn't seem to. Yeah, because he'd been affect. on he'd been on loan in Belgium for the first half of the season. Played first few games of the season, then got an injury, and he was sat on the bench. So you're right there. He was out. You know, he was out in the cold. <laughs> That's know. him from the cold. In, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. with a bit of pre-season behind him. Yeah. So, um, but as you say, I think it's a good point because we've we've been in this situation before with Rudd and Maxwell where people are almost looking for a mistake. And yeah. if, if Everson isn't starting, and there's going to be people in, in his camp for sure, mm-hmm. if he isn't starting and Rudd doesn't make a save, for mm-hmm. example, someone could put one in from 30 yards, yeah. and people will stay say still say, oh, well, Everson will save, mm-hmm. save that. And you're never going to know whether Everson had saved that no. or not. But it will become a bit of us and them yeah. sort of thing, yeah. which isn't really conducive to a, a team or a, a you know a, a good atmosphere around the club so mm-hmm. whether Frankie McAvoy just goes in right you're my number one deck sorry but you're gonna have to try and yeah. dislodge him or he goes look Dex had a decent preseason or whatever and he goes you know wait your time you'll get you'll get game time but how long will Leicester wait Exactly. Will, Leicester, will Leicester want him on the bench yeah. is there an there won't be an agreement in terms of playing time because PNE don't do that but there will be a level of expectation from yeah. Leicester, that's for sure. It's, yeah, there's a general thing, isn't there, between... So, some clubs do put a stipulation mm. in, but others, it's just that... Not a gentleman's agreement, but it's the unwritten rule. Yeah, you'll kind like, of say, like, oh, we expect got, him to start. Yeah, Everson's not a 17-year-old, 18-year-old mm. kid going on his first loan. He's been around the block a few times. And no one thinks, let's loan this guy out to be on their bench. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you know, especially they, for goalkeepers. Yeah. Leicester will either want Everson to develop as a fir- their first choice goalkeeper in years to come, mm. or to be looking for him to develop and then and sell him on a for a, a good, a, a very good fee, in you know going ahead. So I, I, I do think I do think he'll start with Everson, mm-hmm. and I think having pursued him all summer, well not pursued him, but having done the deal, having waited for him this long. He knew what the position was. Probably Declan Rudd knew what the position was. Mm-hmm. You know, he was battling back from from what sounds like a pretty serious injury. Yeah. We heard it at the time when he was injured. Oh, he's he had surgery on his cartilage, but when the cartilage was stuck in the back of his kneecap, mm-hmm. it sounded pretty awful, and he was on pretty high dose painkillers yeah. for a long time. When I was talking to him after the Celtic game. And he was saying that it was a really unusual operation. You know, this, he had one of the top knee specialists in the, in the country having a look at it, who's done that kind of operation before, but it's not his regular one. Mm. You know, it wasn't repairing a cruciate or whatever. So he's come back from quite a, a bad injury, you know. Mm. So may, maybe in Rudd's head, he's, he's just happy to be back at the moment, you mm. know. So I don't know. And just because it's mm. come to my head off the back of that, it's just a quick word for Louis Moult, who's out for five months. <sighs> How the poor, the poor guy yeah. can't buy a. He just can't catch a break, can he? Can he? No, you no. Know. He's got himself a new start, two-year contract down at Burton Albion, yeah, which is close, close to, to home. Close yeah. to home, yeah. Yeah, and 
apparently started pre-season well. I, mean, yeah. I don't know, he's gone over on his ankle, has he? And yeah, done, he's done some. I, I, I can't remember, to be honest. To but be five months five out, months. five months we're predicting after yeah. Christmas, he's like pretty like heavy duty. Yeah, isn't what it? a shame so for such a nice guy. And I know he did a lot of work for p &E in the community. Yeah. And, you know, I, I haven't yet to meet anyone who's had a bad word to say about no, him. No, you, you just know. want him to, you know, he, he got himself a new club. You just wanted him to go down there and get a long run of games. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully he will do. It's not as if he's on loan or anything. He's got, no. he's there. He doesn't, you know, he can get himself fit. And I mean, he's got good facilities as well because they use St George's Park, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad so, place to work. Yeah, is it? Yeah. yeah. So. But uh, yeah. So moving on. Um, right. So restriction free. Mm -hmm. What's your starting eleven for Hull? Right. It, <laughs> see, because I'm gonna go. When I when it gets to me, I'm gonna put uh, Sep in there right, because yeah. right. I go right. I go Connor Rippling goal. Only joking. <laughs> only joking. Oh, that's harsh. Joking that's jokes. Harsh. Paul, Paul Connor. Be Matt Hudson. No, no, <laughs> jokes. No, it'd be um, right. I'm going for this is Sedzu's right. Like, yeah, 11. yours, yours, not Frankie's. Right, yours. mine, and we'll guess Frankie's afterwards. Mine is Danny Leverson in goal. Mm -hmm. um, the back three, as what we've talked about, of Story, Lindsay, and Hughes. Greg Gregory Cunningham, Sir Gregory at left back. The big GC. Yeah, the big GC, yeah. I'm going for Sepp at right back because I think he did well there last season and I hope they've polished him up a little bit on his attacking play. Going for Whiteman and Ledson in the middle. I'd like to see DJ playing the 10 to start with. I don't think he... I'm not sure if he will, but I would like it. I just think he's... When, when the big thing at North End at the moment is lack of creativity or strikers or something fair enough if they've not got a 15 goal a season striker up there try and get as much creativity behind him I just think DJ in a home game might just offer that he's mm, played four good four good games at the Gold Cup for Jamaica yep uh, the CONCACAF, I love that word, CONCACAF, <laughs> the CONCACAF World Gold Cup so I just think he might be in the right mood for that I think mm. Alan Brown I thought would normally be right in contention there, but I'm just thinking he's had this hip problem. He's he's been eased back over preseason. Is he fully is he fully fit yet? Mm -hmm. uh, but so I, I'd play DJ there personally, and then up front I'd have Evans and I'd have Barkays next to him. Mm -hmm. um, maybe a home game you might be tempted to pick Barkays as a wing back, but I think you take. So he, is a, he is one of these players who's prepared to go back and do his defending duties <laughs> but I think it does take something out of his attacking play so I'd prefer to see him up front I thought at Man City I thought him and Evans worked quite well together to be fair mm. um, and so. he looked he looked dangerous mm -hmm. in that too for example Rovers yeah and, and occasions like that yeah. where he's, he's played he's played in that I remember team. he mentioned it himself when he first came to North End when Simon Grayson was here, a lot of the time they played a four four two, and to start with, Barkayson yeah. was up front yeah. in a two. I still with remember. Hugel, I know. still remember the Newcastle away, mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> North End got it from a corner. Literally, just put Barkayson on the halfway line, mm. smacked it straight away, and yeah. he nearly got in behind and scored straight away. Then the next time, uh, Newcastle kept three men back. North End did it anyway, and he, he nearly scored again. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he was such an unknown quantity. He had so much pace. Yeah. You know, he got player of the month in, like, his first season mm -hmm. in at North End, didn't he? At first month. Yeah, yeah so, um, I, so I, I think that's if, you know, I could say, oh, we might, you know, should we play back four? But I think for what the personnel North End have got, they are better equipped in a back three at the moment. Yeah. Results said that last season. Mm-hmm. 
towards the end, and so that's the way I'd start. And that that is that is my that is my starting eleven. Right. What about you, Thomas? <sighs> I feel see, I'm so conflicted by the Declan Rudd and mm. Daniel Leverson thing, but. I think, given that he came in a little bit off the cold last season as well, mm-hmm. I think I'll start Everson. Yeah. Because as well, it just I think you create a few more problems for yourself down the line if you don't just yeah. put him in now. Because otherwise, how do you take Rudd out? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for things that aren't there and or all that sort of stuff? Uh, I'm going Story, Lindsay and Sepp at the back. Right, just because enough. I think overall quality-wise, mm-hmm. they're probably the best three at the moment. Yeah. Um, Andrew Hughes not far off if you want the balance he's there but I do quite like Sepp and if he's come back as a centre half you know I think Bauer's a little shaky a little bit off it so I go those three and then going a little bit more attacking go Barky at right wing back because I think he's done a good job there he can do a good job gets up and down well mm-hmm. uh, Greg the big GC uh, mm-hmm. left back mm-hmm. um, Whiteman and Ledson mm-hmm. will probably be there every week Mm-hmm. in my opinion, and probably should be, then I'm going DJ as well. Just yeah. that extra creativity, I think, because he's match fit, probably more match fit than Brown. Yeah. And I think Brown probably has to get used to playing further forward again, not mm-hmm. quite coming as deep, making sure he's making those runs in behind like he used to. Because he was everywhere last season, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got, back, got pushed right around. Back, yeah. And I think... Sitting I think, deep, yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of... I think he kind of learn to enjoy that enforcer role sitting deep as captain as, mm. as a senior player when the going gets tough you know he really enjoyed digging in mm. but I think he needs to come away from that a little bit because it's not needed as much anymore and and let him kind of take the shackles off a bit and have a bit more freedom and get back to making runs in behind and just playing a little bit more free taking a few risks taking a few shots from from distance and and different places he had his own goal of the season competition and he was he was scoring really important goals if you can get back towards that sort of style of play which is understandable he's come away from it because he's been playing here there and everywhere but if he can get back towards that he could well have a really good season but I think as you say for the moment DJ just to try and link things just try and get a little bit more fluidity and then I'll go Evans up front which is obvious and then I think Emil Reese has looked all right yeah. I think I'll go Emil Reese because it's basically him or Shawnee isn't it because yeah. I've got Barky at wing back but I think he's looked fairly bright he scored in that final friendly against he who shall not be named mm-hmm. um and I just think given and I think Frankie saw it a little bit in that if you give him a run of games and he can get a bit of momentum, yeah. there's a player in there. And I think he tried that when he first came in and then it you know, it just didn't happen. Maybe now is another time to another opportunity to give it a go. Mm-hmm. Hopefully things come because the player that, that arrived at PNE is a world away from the player we've seen recently. He came with confidence, he was taking people on, yeah. he was just taking defenders to the cleaners at times. They put the shackles on him, haven't they? For some yeah. reason. You know, like as you say, when he first came I remember his debut, he came off the bench. He was only got 10 or 12 minutes mm. down at Brentford in that yeah. 4-2 win. But he was having a, he was preparing to take people on yeah. and have shots. Having he, shots, that he, was the big thing, wasn't he it? He ran Huddersfield absolutely ragged at their yeah. place. I think he hit the bar. He was so unlucky not to score that day. He was North End's best player. Yeah. At QPR, when they won 2-0, he was outstanding that mm. that game. I think he won one of the penalties, I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, he won a couple of penalties yeah. early on, didn't yeah. he? I think just runs in behind. But yeah. who was it against at home where... He kind of stood the defender up on the edge of the box. He had a square pass on mm-hmm. and just thought, nah. And <laughs> took the defender on and scored. Middlesbrough. Was Middlesbrough, it? Yeah. yeah. So I just think he... He's got that in him. Over, uh, sort of in, after Christmas into January, February, when the whole team took a dip, mm. 
he the the, the team took him with t- took Emil Reese with him yeah. with with them didn't they you know like he, he yeah. dipped down with him you and know, as a like, young player somewhere yeah. away from home he's not been able to have family around all that sort of stuff he was saying to us after Accrington he's basically pretty much got his girlfriend and his dog and that's it like he's yeah. not been able to mm-hmm. have much to do with his family or anything like that so maybe that all played a part yeah. mm-hmm. maybe now if things are a little bit more normal coming into his second season a bit more used to things mm-hmm. we might hopefully see him kick on yeah. but What's what? What's the team Frankie's naming? Well, that's that's the thing. I don't think. I think. I think he the, will go with Everson. The I back. Think, your back three. I think he'll go with my back three. I think Greg Cunningham. He might play Barkays in there. I don't know mm. with it being a home game. Mm-hmm. He'll have Whiteman and Ledson in there. Yep. DJ put on for what last few minutes of that hush hush game. Is that enough in his mind? Has he done enough for the pre-season planning? You know, pots. the tactical planning. Yeah, he does seem to like pots, doesn't he? You know, like, I think uh, my guess at Frankie's team, Everson, that back three, Cunningham, Barkey, mm-hmm. Ledson, Whiteman, Potts, um, Evans, and I think. Uh, one of Reese and Maguire. Yeah, not sure which one to be honest, but I just don't think it'd be Maguire. I think no. it'll be Reese if it is. Yeah, yeah. So there we yeah. go then. That, I, th- I, go think, I think when most That's people, when most North End fans are trying to guess the team, mm. we'll all get eight. Yeah, of the same. I it's basically thought, yeah. who's next to Evans at the moment. Who's playing right back? Yeah. Who's in the 10, ten? Although yeah. that's probably like I think that's more likely to be Potts than other positions, mm. if that makes sense. And then for Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which goalkeeper is going to start yeah. after Saturday, that's position gone. So it's pretty much mm. three positions, yeah. you know. Yeah. And is it a bad thing? No, you know. A bit of consistency. Yeah. A bit of yeah. I think that was it important for Frankie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you, you know yourselves that a team which starts a season doesn't finish it mm. unless you're so lucky or, yeah. you know, you're absolutely brilliant. There will there'll be injuries, there'll be suspensions, there'll be players dipping form. There could be COVID around still, you know. You, you're going to have little factors. There's going to be a little bit of rotation, so it is. It is a squad game, but the, the sh- you do want a basis of sort of seven or eight regulars, don't you? Really? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose, especially with the way this this squad is, they're fit enough. Yeah, to yeah. to to handle it as well, which is which is a good thing. There's and not a good thing as well now, Tom. They're bringing back the reserves. To yes, keep, to keep them fit. Yes, in between, you know, like they listen to our podcast. That's it. Yeah, that's all it is. I think that's that, where the decisions come from. I think that from. has been one of the most positive news of the summer. You know, like mm. uh, bringing back a reserve side. It's only a central league. Yep. It's it's not an under twenty threes or anything. Anyone can play. Anyone can play in it. It's like two two games a month or something like that. It's not a lot. You and know, what, what North End didn't want was to be coming back from Mansfield in a cup game on a Tuesday night. On Wednesday afternoon, they knew they had to field a sort of strong uh, side, you know, yeah. a side, uh, you know, down on the south coast in an under twenty three side or something like that. Yeah. But this way, you know, the fix, you know, the, they know the fixes ahead. There's, you know, it's not a huge division. They've got a cup competition to supplement it. I just think it's, you know, if someone's not made the starting 11 for three or four games and been on the bench, mm-hmm. top them up with 60 minutes, 90 mm-hmm. minutes, get themselves a game. You don't need to kill themselves in it, but just, you know, get through it. Then you've got this promising group of young lads. North End have been hit with a stick by the fans, quite mm-hmm. rightly, for some of their 
the few the few number of players making that jump from the academy to the first team because it's such a big jump to make. Yeah. Because there'd be no reserves, no under twenty threes in the middle. Yeah. Because if you try, you if try you to make the jump it, and you fall down. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you think about it, if Lewis Lee has made that jump, mm. he's the first one in recent memory to go straight from. Yeah. Like a the, his, his scholarship yeah. into the first team environment. Even yeah. Ethan Walker, who was tipped to be yeah. so so amazing, yeah. w- didn't make that step. Yeah. And he, you know, went out to Carlisle and things like that. And he's ended up being harsh to say, maybe a run of the mill. But he has been a bit of a run of the mill academy product in that he hasn't broken in. <laughs> he's just gone to a case where right, well, he needs yeah. to go and get game time. He's on the periphery. Lewis Lee is probably the first one for a very long time mm-hmm. who has just gone straight into the first team picture and that's assuming he gets some yeah. regular-ish minutes this, this probably, season. Probably Josh Hill was your last one. Mm. You know, when um, when when Alex Neal first came in, I think he just made the step up from scholar to first team, you know, and probably Alex Neal saw something and put him straight in, didn't yeah. he? You know, put him ahead of uh, Kevin O'Connor at the time, you know, yeah. when they got the injury to Greg Cunningham. That was back in... Two seventeen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah. so they, they they do need. It's hard. It's any club. It's difficult to go from an eighteens to a first team. Yeah. So I think uh, you know, say we talk about Lewis Lee. It might be that if he doesn't make the bench a couple of times, you know, he can you know mm. benefit from playing a bit of reserve football as well. He's only seventeen for yeah. Say, you know, and it means yeah. that people can get a look at him. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is which has been the biggest drawback. The, the especially the ones that are over eighteen can't mm. play in the youth youth side mm-hmm. aren't good enough for the first team they've just nowhere to show people yeah. what they're like so they can be taken on loan they end up in non-league because the loans haven't been inspired to take yeah him. it's getting them the right loan mm. as well you know like if under covid and things like that scouts weren't able to get out and watch games as much yeah so it was difficult to fix people up with clubs and like last season non-league finished quite soon didn't it mm. you know like it's sort of Half got going and then hot, then stopped again. So there wasn't anywhere to loan players. Yeah. At least now, you know, you, you mentioned Ethan Walker before. I thought Carlisle was a decent loan yeah. for him. For the second half, he got injured in the first one. Was Started his bright as well, didn't he? Yeah, and then went back and he was mainly on the bench in the second mm. half of the season. But at least he got some sort of, you know, from first team. First you know, team environment, bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is what they need. It's that one, you know, all due respect. You can you can loan some players to non-league clubs, but some of them just aren't of the you know high enough standard. Yeah. You, know, so. you want you want us think yeah. as a fan, you will want to see them in the football league and loans mm. and things like. Even you look at like right, right back to Ben Davies, for example, he was mm. getting good loans at yeah. you know York, Fleetwood, places mm. like that, and Newport. Yeah. You know proper proper mm. league clubs and things like that, or right on the edge. And when you see with all the greatest respect to the to the clubs that. People have been going to like Staley Bridge and things like that. It's just not you need that higher. That's not going to prepare them for league football. Yeah, you can't go from that to you know. If you're going to Fulham, if you're going to use that, you know, uh, uh, you know, sort of Staley Bridge for example, I'm not mm. looking them. No, that that's really where you're sending a 17 year old just to knock the edges off him. You know, just to get used to the physicality. Yeah, get a of bit, it. get a few bumps. Yeah, but then after that, you need something a bit higher up, don't mm. you? Really, yeah. Com- conference or or above, really. Yeah, you want to yeah. just and it's whether PNE could get some sort of link with a local club, whether yeah. they could you know get something going with Chorley or someone like Fylde, where yeah. if they were say still in the National League or something that's a good mm-hmm. it's a good level Bamba, to yeah Bamba Bridge teeth. even for the younger ones you yeah. know so uh, I'm not saying flood the whole team with like you know yeah. 
but you know, just just send one or two. And, every it, now and, and, then. and they can still train at, at Springies or Exton mm-hmm. during the week because they're only part time in some places. Yeah, and you can get them at a, a good level where it's also easy to go and watch them yeah, yeah. and and try and main, uh, track the progress and all that sort of stuff. Whether Peony have the numbers to do that enough, mm-hmm. who knows? But you know. Yeah. We'll see. Potentially, we'll potentially see. an option, but, but I do, yeah. I do think it's a step in the right direction. You know, the Central League, it might not be perfect, but mm. it's, you know, it's there. I think it's, it's a really good stepping stone. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, like I say, it, it, it's also a, a cheaper op- alternative than yeah. than having to get all the staffing needed for the under twenty. Well, yeah, the official under twenty threes. You need a separate physio. You need a separate coach yeah. you know like you at least walk through them yeah, yeah. and then you, you see some of the under 23s and you, you're playing down at brighton and players mm. like, places like that that's a that's the coach that's a hotel you yeah. know it, it does build up yeah you know so i think i think you know playing locally is you know it's far better yeah right we'll move on to a bit more general mm-hmm. championship this season yeah mm-hmm. what, what do you reckon I think <clears throat> I did something on this the other day, and I, I do think that it's, it's predictable. But I think Fulham and West Brom will be strong. Mm-hmm. I think um, West Brom's appointment to the Barnsley manager was a decent one. He's a no-nonsense guy, isn't he? Um, Valerius, man. Yeah, I think Fulham. Fulham have got the cash when the you know they're setting up. This big deal for Harry Wilson. So for example. Apparently, they pay nothing this year. They pay nothing this year, but then they're guaranteed nine million. You know, based on it, so it's a bit of a weird deal. But there's a lot yeah. of money involved there. A very modern football yeah. deal. Chef United who have come down with I him. Like I like ju- them. Yeah, but I like the manager who'd have appointed. Yeah. I think he's an absolute cracking manager. I just wondered they had such a, uh, a tra- yeah a traumatic season last year. They, mm. they were they were they were shocking, weren't they? At times. Mm. Mm. They lost Chris Wilder, who was a big part of the club. Yeah, they couldn't buy a win. You yeah. know, they, they were the wins they got. They were winning one. When you're in the conversation yeah. of the lowest ever points tally, yeah, <laughs> I just think that might take them a year or two to recover from. I'm sure mm. they will bounce back, but maybe I might be totally wrong because he, as you say, the manager, he, he got sides up before. He, mm. know, he, he knows this division. He knows what it's about. Yeah, uh, but maybe they'll just take a little bit of time to adjust. I don't know. Bournemouth should be strong. They've still got the parachute money, although they are losing players, you know, left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, so if Sam Surridge going to Stoke, Stoke for five and a half million. That is unbelievable. That That's he's not right, a bad striker. He's, I think he's only yeah. made fourteen starts. Yeah, isn't he? I mean, there's something there, but I'm not yeah. sure I'd part with five and a half million for him I, in this climate. One and a half, two, but yeah, yeah. five is like uh, yeah. you know a decent ways to go with it as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, so I think Stoke actually might be okay this season. I, like I say them. that I say that at the start of every season, but they seem to have really they had a lot of players out of contract who they've um, managed to get rid of. So yeah. they might be strong. Um, and apart from that, I just think it will be the normal bum fight of the you know the um, of the. I think I think there's a much of a muchness yeah. in the mm, middle. Yeah. I've got I reckon Sheffield went Sheffield United mm. and Bournemouth would yeah. be right up there. Then I had because I did like a very mm. very quick prediction to my mate uh, Fulham, Stoke, West Brom, and Cardiff in the playoffs. Yeah, and then I've got like QPR, Millwall, Swansea, Luton, Middlesbrough mm. in that sort of chasing yeah. pack, and then I've got North End in like the bottom half. Yeah, yeah, and Reading. Barnsley, then North End, mm. Forest Rovers, Bristol yeah. City, and Blackpool to yeah. stay up. Yeah, Huddersfield, <laughs> Hull, yeah. Peterborough, 
Birmingham, Coventry, and Derby to go down. I mean, yeah. Derby, I mean, are dead and buried already, you'd think, yeah. wouldn't you? I think Birmingham might be a little bit higher than that. I'm not mm. too sure yeah, he didn't like the Birmingham prediction, I must admit. No, I thought they might be a bit higher than that. I think Luton have done some decent business. It was very quick in, as well, a lad. Luton have brought in a lot of I really like, like Luton. young yeah. players with, with a couple of experience. Yeah. Cameron Jerome. I want a Cameron uh, Jerome shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird signing. I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Signed. Was it Conor Henry Lansbury? Uh, oh, Henry Lansbury. Uh, yeah, so you got yeah. two sort of older players. And then they sprinkle the young, you know, the yeah. young lad. Mendes Gomez. Yeah, from Morecambe. And, you know, so whether that is enough to get him into the top six, I'm not too sure. But, no. You know, but, uh, They'll definitely be, be in the championship next season, yeah. though, which is which is yeah. a big thing for them still. I just think it will be a big bun fight as ever. Hopefully, you've not. As, as we started off this podcast talking about thick and fast, <laughs> you do get quite a lot of Saturday, Tuesday football in the. Um, yeah in the championship but it won't be quite as much as last season mm. I think it's like 13 midweeks this time as opposed to 17 or 18 yeah that were yeah which season. which doesn't sound like a, a great deal of difference mm. but it, it no, is it is yeah it is yeah. so um yeah but it'd be the normal slog yeah it'll be everyone will play each other twice every year I can't see anyone absolutely racing clear no no. no, I think, I still, I think as I say, I do think West Brom and Fulham will be the two better teams. Mm. Whether the miles ahead, I don't know. I like depends. I like Sheffield United just because they've got two proven goal scorers at this level. Mm. Ollie McBurney got plenty of goals for Swansea last time he was here. Yeah. Brewster got plenty of goals for Swansea yeah. last time he was here. And I feel like, yeah, mm. yeah exactly. I, I feel like uh, even Billy Sharp. I, yeah. I feel like most teams that go up. Have a goal genuine scorers. goal scorer, yeah, and I think that for, yeah. that could that could prove a, a big difference for them. And I really Fulham, like you kind of it. Fulham is to keep hold of Mitrovic, of all his talk of him leaving. Yeah, there always is, isn't it? Yeah, know, yeah. So, Even yeah. Bobby Reed's got goals at, yeah. at this level before, and and people like that. So yeah, yeah. Callum Robinson, yeah, West Brom, yeah. he's got it in him to get plenty of goals. Although mm. Matthias Pereira probably won't be there. No, no, going he off any no, going off the statements. He wants to go, but do it properly. Yeah, so I don't, I don't yeah. Know, quite know what. I mean, should we go on to Harry Kane now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you say, I think that middle area. Mm. I think like when I, I put QPR, I think QPR look quite good as well this year. QPR, Millwall, Swansea, Luton, Middlesbrough, even Cardiff or Stoke. Or mm. I think there's a lot of teams in that sort of area that could go either way. Yeah. It's interesting what I think one of the interesting ones is Swansea. They've lost Steve mm. Cooper. Yep. They've lost the parachute money. Yep. They've got a a sort of Russell Martins coming from MK Dons who's a, a nice I like yeah, that. Yeah. He, he absolutely apparently you know, like their possession stats are higher than Manchester City's now. Yeah. Um whether whether that will whether they can translate that into this division, I'm not too sure. Yeah, they've, but they've not brought that many in Swansea. Looking no. at it, Joel Piro, Liam Walsh, and uh, Kyle Joseph, yeah. who's very highly tipped at, to at Wigan, Wigan but yeah. mm-hmm. they have lost Andre Ayew, yeah. who's a big part of it. You know, I think they have Gui on loan last season, yeah, didn't they? Who's now to gone Palace, to Palace? Yeah. If you so, think about it, they've had Brewster in previous seasons. Yeah. They've had Conor Gallagher as well. Yeah. Know, so slowly, it's with, with the previous manager leaving, Steve Cooper, I don't think was the most popular guy down there. No. About it by yeah. the end. Um, they, w- they weren't happy with his football style, but yeah. he maybe he saw the writing on the wall with um, finances there. And you know, M- Matt Grimes, I yeah. think, is linked like, with West Brom. And Fulham as well. Fulham, yeah. Fulham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so... West Brom, by the way, Alex Mowat on a free. That's yeah. a nice signing. Adam Reach on a free. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. like it'd be on a decent wage and all. Very decent. He was um it, I think it was telling how he moved 
into August because like if you get released by a club mm. without being offered a new contract, they have to pay you that month's extra money. Yeah, they have to and pay so you for July. He was obviously on a decent wedge at Chef Wednesday not yeah. to want to move until August. Yeah. You know? So um even though West Brom have given him a three year contract, I bet he's had to take a drop to gold. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they um Chef Wednesday signed him for four million pounds from Middlesbrough at the time, five, didn't they? Five plus five million plus another two sort of yeah. knowing extras, yeah. So the he'll have got a, a bumper mm. pay packet to, to go with it, won't he? Mm. Um but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of teams who've got some quite nice. I'm looking at QPR here, like Adebarjo's not a bad player. Charlie Austin, who they absolutely love. Yeah, he, got he's, him permanently now. Yeah, he does mm. a uh, he does a lot for their kind of morale. Jordy Devise, who was had a good season at Hull last year when they won the league. Yeah. Sam Field, I, I think, is a very nice player. Injured as well, though, Field. Yeah. He? He's a bit, bit like Izzy Brown here. He's picked up a pre-season injury. Oh, know? has he? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, it's not a serious, but he's going to be out for a couple of months, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jimmy Dunn from Burnley. Burnley, yeah. Once who, mentioned for here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think that a few kind of... And they weren't a million miles away either last season, QPR. No. Cause, I mean, there's a handful of teams that weren't a million miles away from the playoffs, but... QPR you know. blew a bit hot and cold. They had some cracking mm. runs, and then they had some runs where they couldn't buy a win. You know, yeah. like, if you think about North End, we were a bit more sort of win, lose, lose, draw, whatever, yeah. weren't we? You know, yeah. bit where QPR, I think, didn't QPR come to Deepdale on the back of seven wins or something like yeah. that? And then, yeah, just yeah, just flying. Yeah, then they got a draw here, and I think they hit a bit of a slippery slope. Or before that seven wins, it had five or six win, you know, defeats on the bounce. Yeah. It was weird. You yeah, because like, yeah. we, I remember once, I don't a couple of years ago, we went to QPR who mm-hmm. hadn't, hadn't kept a clean sheet for months on end at, yeah. at Loftus Road and stuff like that. They're such a streaky side yeah. that once they get going, mm-hmm. they get going. Yeah. They <laughs> that's yeah. good and bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think as well, though, that's sort of bottom half. I'm looking at, like, I think North End are in there. North End, potentially Forest, Rovers, Bristol City, and then Huddersfield, and then Coventry, and then probably the, the teams that have come up, that mm-hmm. sort of area. I think you could interchange probably everyone in that yeah. sort of... Mm-hmm what you'd expect to be the bottom half. Yeah. What do you make of the teams that have come up? I think I think Blackpool will be all right. I do. I um, think they'll survive. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think they've signed anything outlandish. No. But they're all right. They've done they've done what they need to, you know, to mm. safely stay up, I think. I think Peterborough have brought players mm. decently again. Yeah. They're a bit the models a little bit of north ends, isn't it bringing in some sort of Taking a few gambles, they've just brought in Joe Randall from uh, Exeter this week. You know, the other day, yeah. you know, one new they can maybe polish up and and sell on. Or you I know, mean, their get, conveyor get belt of yeah. strikers is just yeah. something silly, isn't yeah. it? We've they said this Jack a few Marriott times. Back, though, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I think I think they. You, you've got to look at Darren Ferguson. He's not done great at this mm-hmm. level previously. George uh, Grant from Lincoln as well is not yeah. a bad one. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I think they'll probably be all right. And mm. then it was Hull. Hull. Yeah. League leaders. The start, obviously, at North End on Saturday. Now they've got this transfer, soft transfer embargo on, haven't they? Yeah. They took out a loan in League One to get him through COVID until you pay that loan off. You've, you, it's not like they've done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just that the terms of taking that loan was you had to before you pay it back. Can't pay fees and you can you only pay so much in wages. Yeah, because Fleet would have something player, similar. Yeah, and your loans are only allowed to be six months rather than a full season. I think it mm. is something something along those lines. So it's not a, it's not like a derby or a reading punishment for mm-hmm. 
not putting your books in and not having your, you know. Yeah. And, and it was something that was on offer. Way. It was on offer. A lot of teams yeah. took it. So, yeah, so Hull's embargo is slightly different, but it, it sort of has affected them a little bit in the recruitment. So, so they, I don't know, they might struggle a little bit, but mm. maybe enough to stay up. And then Derby just go drop like a stone. Uh, yeah. They yeah. no players. Yeah. It, they yeah. can't sign anyone. And it, it just depends. I don't know. They, they, they're sort of escape artists at times, aren't mm. they? Mm. So they just somehow manage to twist and turn out of but things. But sometimes it catches up on you. You know, really yeah. struggled as a coach. Yeah, I'm not surprised because it's a hard club to go into that and expect to manage, I think. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's uh, no, I can see, you know, Derby, I think, will be the chef Wednesday this season. They'll be, you know, they're going to have financial trouble, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they'll, they'll sink, I think. I, there's no other way of, of looking at it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think. Get into the stage a little bit again, though, where the teams that come down are just stronger. Yeah, yeah. And it, that hadn't been the case for a while. We're falling back into that pattern, aren't we? Mm. I don't think ne- ne- not necessarily a good thing either. So. No, no, because mm. I think I think that sort of middle area, like I say, is as as much of a muchness mm. doesn't mean everyone's just that strong. I think yeah. the quality's dipped yeah. a little bit yeah. recently, yeah. and and that's why the teams that are coming down look a fair bit better. Mm. You know, Bournemouth were, you know. Mm very close to making it a, a yeah. clean sweep of yeah. just going straight back up. Although when Fulham went up a couple of seasons ago, they beat Brentford in the playoff final. Mm. They, they weren't great that mm. season, were they? And they went up and I wasn't surprised to see him come down. Yeah. Despite, well, I think I think they won a couple of games in a row and suddenly Scott Parker was the best thing since sliced bread <laughs> and should be managing England or yeah. somewhere. But, and obviously he's moved on now, but w- w- are they a lot better than they were last time? I don't know. There's a lot of new managers, isn't there? Yeah, in a lot. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, throws like a lot of question marks out there for me. Because like whether I'm still not 100% convinced on Scott Parker, but he's got a very good squad. Where's he, a nice cardigan? He does. Where's a very nice cardigan. Yeah. Yeah. And without sounding too weird, it does smell nice as well. Yeah. Well, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, do, that, that does sound I weird, that, hey, Tom. Yeah. Uh, he's after shave smell nice. Yeah. I don't know. He, walk, he walked past in the press room. Yeah. What can I say? I give a compliment to the guy. Yeah. But... He's got think, a good think, squad. I think we could get you writing a new column next year, couldn't we? <laughs> Smells managers, of football managers, yeah, yeah by Tom Sandals. There we uh, go. Yeah. The the one that gets me on a register. Uh, um, but the uh, they've got a good squad, Bournemouth. Mm. Whether he can go in and, and he's got promoted before, yeah. so that's you know a feather in his cap in that respect. Whether they can hit the ground running, same with Sheffield United. And West Brom, who are all coming down. You might see a bit of a mix of match of results early on in the season Mm. while these new managers get get the feet on the table and get the message across. I think you need 10 or 12 games before you can really start taking any sort of notice of the league table. Mm. Because we've seen before with, I think Brentford finished third, Mm -hmm. but didn't get a a win for the first 10 games or something silly one year. You know, like... Mm. Teams can come from Barnsley last year. You know, yeah. teams can come from nowhere. They mm-hmm. they flew up the table towards the second half yeah. of the season and were very justified in their final position. You That's your key stage, the second half of the yeah. season, and it finishing. You know, finish it strongly. Coming coming into the coming into twenty twenty two well. Yeah, and you carrying want, that. Yeah, on. you you don't you don't want to be miserable and bottom three and then shoot up the table. Mm. But you know, if you can have a sort of decent enough bit of consistency in the first half of the season, yeah, and just. You know, churn out a few results and be okay. Then, then get ready to build yourselves into the second half of the season. Yeah. That's what's going to get you. Even up. if you're mid table mm-hmm. at Christmas time, mm-hmm. you're still within a shout. Yeah. Get get a decent run of form going. You know, mm-hmm. kick on that second half of the season. You know, 
that they're the only probably below the the top half probably the only people you may count out but then yeah. that depends on the points total because we've seen before that a couple of wins mm. is what separates say third and 15th yeah. and that that's not an exaggeration no no so yeah all all to play for what do you expect right specifically from Hull Saturday what do, what do we reckon what's happening at the weekend I think they'll come they'll be on on an up having got promoted having you know won won league one mm. but as I say did well to turn that around as yeah, well yeah they did yeah because they were a little they were a little they dropped like a stone yeah, the season yeah. before when they lost the two wingers but mm. they've, they've got themselves up because sometimes if you don't get back up first time that's when it gets a bit difficult and mm. so every credit to them they've got themselves up quite a thin squad as well at one point yeah that yeah and then you know, the, the the recruitment's not been helped by the embargo mm. they've had, so... Uh, and general I, unrest at the club for years, yeah, really. And yeah, it seems to have calmed down a little bit, that. Mm. But um, I'm confident North End can get something out of it. They mm. need to be getting something out of games like this. Yeah, and I think, as you mentioned at home, I hadn't really thought of it in that way, but a home game, mm. you know, North End need to take it to them. I yeah. speak to Ledson right at the start of pre-season at, at Exton, and he was saying that, they need to be better at home, yeah. especially like losing the first five games last season. Unacceptable. Yeah. Unacceptable. And he, he seemed really determined and stuff, yeah. to be fair. And yeah, they were strong towards the end. They actually mm. finished quite well at home, didn't they? Yeah. They, they beat Derby, they beat Barnsley. Yeah. So they need a, they need a bit more. Yeah. Than even and even before um, Frankie came in, they beat Huddersfield, didn't they? Three yeah. which was one yeah. of the better well, performances yeah. of the draw. Draw season. with Bournemouth as well, a bit a bit. Yeah. Early a draw that, with so. Draw with Norwich as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Wasn't yeah, a Frankie's bad result. First game. There was yeah. that, obviously the five 0 to Brentford, which was a big, <laughs> oh. massive big fly in the ointment. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. Yeah, but you know it was there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But towards the end, they started to they, with the fans back in. Mm. They need to sort of use that. How and good is that yeah. going to be? Oh, it's brilliant because all last season they spoke Preston, one of the clubs who missed the fans. We might not yeah. have the bigger support compared to some others in the division, but having fans in Deepdale does help. It clearly does help. How much of a difference mm. will fans make in this system compared to the last one, though? Be Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the press, it was a very much high press. It was mm. very much probably a higher intensity. Yeah. And the fans massively played the part. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is that necessarily the case in this three-five-two? No, I think so. They're still pressing it, you know. Mm. Like, um, you know, you need to urge the wing backs on, you know, mm. get, get higher, you know, and it might might drive them on a bit more, mm. you know, like, you know, the as you say, the poor start to last season when they were losing one nil, one nil all the way through. Mm. You know, there was just no spot there, was there? So, First know, time back in deep delt yeah. for about 517 days? I Something was, like that, yeah. It was, yeah, we should have got I back in. I put it in the paper. After, yeah, we should have got back in, you know, like for the for the Man United game. Yeah. That was going to be big, but it's a ridiculously long long time, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. so... Um, and mm-hmm. there's a fan park. Yeah, good idea that. The fans mm. off. I've actually seen some criticism of it by some people. I mm. just don't understand it. You know, it's, a po- it's not perfect, yep. but... It's a start, you yeah. know. It's like I've seen pictures of it going up. It's a big marquee. Mm-hmm. We saw a similar thing at Accrington um, for the friendly. That looked a nice setup, didn't mm. it? You know, places to you could. It was inviting know, enough, wasn't yeah, it? You know, bar, just, you know, there was like you could either stand up. There were bar stools with a sort of barrels yep. as your as your tables. Yeah, nice bar, bit of music on, chance to get something to eat. Why? Why are some people criticizing it? Yeah. I just don't know. If you. If people are worried that it might take trade away from other pubs round about, well, 
I don't think the people who regularly go to those pubs mm-hmm. are going to be attracted to the fan zone anyway. I don't think yeah. they're going to suddenly go, I won't go there, I'll go there. I think I think the fan zone, you, you're looking more at maybe people with younger families who haven't been able to, you know, mum and dad taking their kids along. You know, they've not been able to go for a pint really because yeah. they've got the kids in tow. Well, they've got, got somewhere to go now. It's, yeah. It'd just I, be nice. Just give it a go. something, doesn't yeah, it? You yeah. know, I, I, I think... One part, one reason why I don't understand a lot of the criticism is it's only adding things. It's yeah. not taking anything no, away. Not, no. Even if you think, oh, this isn't good enough, why bother? Well, mm. it's something. Yeah. You know, for some people it'll be more than enough. Yeah. For others, it's not. But yeah. you, they're not. No one's forcing you to go there. And I think as well as you say, there's somewhere for people to go before the game. The more that people are around the stadium, the more that there is to do around the stadium. Yeah. It it can only benefit. It yeah. creates more of an atmosphere. It creates more you know, going on around the place as you're going in, it, it, even for the club, it, it might encourage people to have a look over at the club shop and get a little bit more going yeah. through there and things like that. And, and if you think about it, round about the about the stadium, we've lost the Summers and the Garrison pubs mm. in the last sort of 15 years or so. They they used to be the big pubs to go in before the game. And so you've, 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 you've lost all those. Yep. So... This is this is just a small replacement. It's not taking it away from anywhere. Yeah, and there's and, there's yeah. plans to have things bigger and better, and yeah. you know to 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 keep it going. But yeah. it won't be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. you know, nothing in life is. We don't all like the same things. Mm-hmm. It's not got room to have all say say ten twelve thousand <laughs> yeah. supporters. We we can't all fit in there. Some some people just like to turn up at the match at quarter three, go to the seat, and that's it. That's fine, yeah. but people who want a little bit longer it's a, it's, a, it's a nice alternative for them yes yeah, exactly yeah and you think of things on the doorstep as well you know the nearest is the the saint greg's club mm. and deepdale labor club even they're a little bit of a walk mm. you know so um it's why not how you say it's just mm. adding it's just yeah, adding, it's adding to, it. to it it's not taking it it's not yeah. taking it away from anyone yeah i think it's you know it has been in the plans for a bit mm-hmm. the obviously the preston underground group the of fans has obviously it was what high on their agenda when mm. they've spoken to the club so i'm not saying it's happened because of them but mm. it certainly helped you know like the conversation along and, and ideas and whatnot why, yeah. why it almost st- stressed the importance yeah. from the fans point of view yeah, how yeah, yeah, where yeah, that it, comes from yeah. yeah so you know it's um as i say won't be everyone's cup of tea but no. it will be will be some you know and so. the main thing at the end of the day is we're going back to deepdale yeah that's just think, it. just think if some families took like dad took a couple of kids along with him mm. haven't been to a match for a little while or kids, yeah. kids yeah. hadn't been to a game before even ever because that's yeah. that's a couple yeah. of years as a young kid yeah. is a, is a yeah. big difference isn't it you know dad let's be a bit cliche here but dad can have a pint kids mm. can have a coke or a lemonade or whatever not dog and like the kids enjoy it they, if there's a bit of entertainment on or a bit of atmosphere or they see one of the mates there They'll be there. Can I go next week, Dad? Mm. Next time we're at home. That's how it works. With, you know, you, that, that, you start building from there. Mm. It might be that extra thing to draw in there. You know, it might be might be if someone takes the kids along, the kids enjoy the fan zone a bit more than the match to start with. Yeah. Because of patience levels, because of concentration, you Definitely. know, and just because, you know... F- Especially if there's stuff going around, you can, yeah. you can take some shots or yeah. the duck's there or whatever. Yeah. That's for a little kid... You know, like sitting for 90 minutes in a cold ground in November, mm. it's quite a big thing, you know. Yeah. But if there's something else afterwards or before... Yeah. The, Getting any, know, any yeah, kid to yeah. sit still for 90 yeah. minutes can be an ask, yeah. can't it? You One know. thing I've just seen, you know, there was talk maybe they could get players who aren't playing to go there and mingle. Mm. Um, it's a good idea in theory, but at the moment, I know with COVID principle, yeah. the protocol, they can't at the moment. Because yeah. if you think about... 
it might be okay that X and Y aren't playing on Saturday. I'll go and mix with the fans. But at the moment when we're having to be still a little bit cautious, mm-hmm. if, mm-hmm. you know, if X and Y were mingling with yeah. people and came into contact with COVID, etc., yeah. and then took that back into the dressing room, there is a bit of a potential for yeah. so problems there. So it might not be... Might not be after Christmas or something. Yeah, that we so see it you. might not be something, you know, like I'm sure the, the club would love to send players out mm-hmm. or whatever, but it is, I know it is a little bit difficult. Yeah, because they the can't moment. even do mascot packages at no, the moment, they can they, no, for the same no, reason? Which is, we, the club has no motivation not to do those no. sorts of things other no. than just safety and yes that's, that's the same scenario they, ha- they, they are having to follow protocol it's mm. sometimes in these things it's not their decision it is what yeah. the efl yeah the efl are passing early. a lot down yeah, aren't they? yeah yeah you know they, they do, you know we, we, we still have to be a little bit careful so um yeah you know so i can see why so that might be why you might not see that but if they have the duck in there and everything that'd be fantastic yeah, yeah. and as i say it's just a start yeah and that's saying yeah. people we're gonna get fans back to deepdale yeah cannot wait yeah that is the main thing you know. yeah to think that what 7th, 7th of march 2020 was the last time fans yeah. were in and north end got beat by 10 man qpr yeah but we're talking like you know like when, when it first happened like the, yeah Football got halted. We were before joking the about game. it and stuff. But it was like, well, they put it off. We're, we're back in for the Huddersfield match in three weeks. Now. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> now look, you know. Yeah, and then it was months later till we actually got a game. Yeah, and then it's five hundred days till you get it was fans meant, back. It was meant to be October. They were hoping to get a few back, weren't they? Mm. Last year, then, then obviously the the other spike. Yeah, because they had a few test yeah. events like planned. Because yeah. I remember Fleetwood were one of them. Yeah. Fleetwood, I think, AFC, Wimbledon, I think it was, yeah. somewhere like that. And then, yeah, it just never happened. Well, like, a couple of teams, like Norwich, Luton got a yeah. couple of yeah, fans in. Yeah, yeah. London clubs had, did all they right. Had the, they had the tier system for a bit, yeah. didn't they, when you could have a limited, but that lasted a couple of weeks, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so foot, fingers crossed, we're coming through the, the end of it now. Yeah. I could get all political on this one. Yeah. <laughs> So there are one or two experts on telly who are looking far too unhappy that it was actually getting our fingers <laughs> down. You know, I don't know if their appearance fees on their Good Morning Britons are, are going down or what. But uh, um, no, a but, lover of daytime TV. Uh, so no, I'm just happy that you know we're we're, we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, and yeah. Just be nice to go into a football ground and see your fans. It was yeah. great. We, we were back at Leyland, weren't we, mm. for, the, for the game against Bolton? And you and me hadn't sat next to each other at a football match. I know since since the QPR game. Yeah. It was ridiculous, you know. Yeah, like, uh, insane. And yeah. even just like when we sat there and we just saw a couple of people coming past and we just had a chat to them and stuff yeah. like that. Just yeah. being able to do that at the footy again. Yeah. Oh, you're all right. But you yeah. know, one one thing, Tom, I didn't feel bothered about it. You know, like when, once it was. There was people sat next to you. Yeah. I didn't feel a fear or anything. No, like, no. Are they yeah, gonna, yeah. Are they going to cough all over me? <laughs> I felt safe going in, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think we're at that point, aren't I we? I think we're in this, but, you know, like, whether we are or not, you, you, you've got to, you know, you've, you've got to get some semblance of normality. Yeah. You've got to take a leap of faith again. at some point. Yeah, I you I do. Suppose. Of course you do. Of course you, know. you do. Yeah. I've got my second jab on Thursday, so I'll oh, be fine. I've in been a jabbed up for a bit now, so I'm all right. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it, though, right? Prediction. Saturday, Preston scoreline. Will, Preston will win two 0 Oh, that's what I was going to say. Right, I'll go. I'll go. You can't say the same, Tom. You I can. can. I can, but I'll be different. I'll just go one nil. I go one nil North End. Yeah. If, if they came off that pitch with three points, you're happy, you, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Especially you, fans back. Get yeah, a win. Winning star. Yeah. Get onto Mansfield and yeah, hopefully win there. I kind of, I kind of want to win Mansfield. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I, I do care we want about to run, that a bit. We want you know? to win the cup. Yeah. 
you know, like we played Man City two years ago in this competition. Yeah, exactly. After beating Mansfield, was it? Oh, that, no, that, oh, that's Mansfield after, was last year. Yeah, it was Hull. They, they beat Hull the year before in Bradford. So yeah, was Hull the penalty? Yeah, the penalty. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> I tell you what, I don't think I've ever seen as bad a performance as Jaden Stockley in that game. He came <laughs> off the bench yeah. and he literally didn't do anything right. He's, every touch went wrong. Every pass went wrong. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I literally got to the point where I'm like. Like I, I was conscious that he'd done everything wrong. I was like, right, does he do something right now? No, no yeah. <laughs> and like he wasn't that man of playing, but he yeah. just did everything wrong that night. I don't even know if he scored his pen. I seem to think he missed his pen and all. I don't think anyone missed it, did that? Oh, night. did they not? I don't know. Oh. I, don't know. I was on holiday at the time, actually, so I'm not. Oh, yeah. uh, you, you probably got. The oh God, I was there, and yeah. I still don't know. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was there. I'd be there to yeah. most anyway. But, but as I say, if we can get to the sort of third or fourth round, just get it generate. Yeah. The the Carabao Cup league, like say, call it whatever you want. I don't think we've, ever gone, we've never gone beyond the fifth round of it. So yeah. it'd be, be and nice like, to You know, like I say, if we're not, well, I mean, let's be fair, we're probably not pulling up any trees in the championship no. this season. Yeah. Why not chuck a few games in the cup, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know you want to give your squad a run, but, mm. you know, let's uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's take a proper look, you know, like, let's treat it properly. Yeah, especially this early on. They can, mm. they'll, they'll survive a couple of midweek games this yeah. early on, won't they? You don't want to lose momentum early on in yeah. the season and not do it. So, yes, yeah. let's beat Hull and let's beat Mansfield. Well, yes. We'll talk about Reading next week. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, that's about it, I think. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Tom Sandals at Seds underscore LEP and follow at LEP underscore football for all the stories. Go to lep.co.uk for daily PNE stories and content and all that good stuff. And uh, I think all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening. Thank you.